This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody, here on this uh, Saturday. First uh, game coming up here in the uh, preseason. Seahawks take on the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll be at 6 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 4. All looking forward to that. And, of course, uh, you got already, what, five preseason games in the books right now. Arizona ended up being Dallas last night. So we'll get into that. 10.30, of course, uh, Dave Grosby will be joining us to talk uh, you know, all different type of things. But in the meantime, we are taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get going with headlines. Well, the Mariners last night, uh, a walk-off walk helps them get a 3-2 victory as they now move seven games over 500. They beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3-2. Uh, Turned out to be a you know good game, good pitching performances, all those different things. Again, the hitting still hasn't been there except in crucial times. And they did load the bases and get that walk to win that game. Of course, now over in the football side of things, Colby Parkinson, he ends up breaking the same foot that he broke last year. So it looks like he's going to be out into the regular season. You, you see around the league as far as the uh, quarterback situation, a lot of quarterbacks starting who aren't playing uh, there's a lot of starters who aren't going to play. And so it's like it's a very different preseason. Uh, lot, not a lot of scoring so far in these preseason games. You know, a lot of field goals and not a lot of touchdowns and all those different things. Uh, Darius Geis, former Washington football uh, running back, he for the uh, Washington football team, I mean, even though he doesn't have a job right now, it looks like he's going to take a while to get a job. He got a six-game suspension for a domestic incident that happened last year. So he's going to be out for some times. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are we doing this fine Saturday morning? Uh, real well. How are you? Doing great. Just great. You know, right quick. Now, the guys right now that are testing positive for COVID, for yeah. COVID that's not going to affect anything until the regular season, right? Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, because, like, for example, yesterday, uh, three Houston Texans offensive linemen, uh, most of them star- starters, they ended up, uh, you know, getting one positive test and two uh, tests, you know, two uh, guys going on for contact. And so uh, their offensive line's going to be short. But, yeah, I mean, you kind of go uh, game by game to see, okay, what disasters are going to crop up right before the game. And so you look at Houston, I mean, they're going to be down uh, to a minimal amount of offensive linemen, and that could be a problem. I mean, last year we saw that the Denver Broncos lost three quarterbacks who got uh, one positive test and two contact tests uh, that were in the in a meeting in a, didn't wear a mask or anything like that. So, you know, it, it still could be a problem in the preseason, but the one thing the league's not going to do, they're not going to move the game. Yeah, yeah, because I was looking at them. You just brought up the Houston Texas, Laramie Thompson, mm-hmm. Titus Howard, <clears throat> and uh, they're all in. The, in uh, Roderick Johnson, all, Roderick Johnson being the yeah, other one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're on. And I was wondering since they put that new rule in about them not moving games and what have you, would that be in effect for the preseason, or that just starts in the regular season? Uh, starts all pe- mm-hmm. everything. I mean. 
Not, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because, again, it's like now obviously it's different. I mean, you're not being paid regular season salary for preseason games. But if you can't play mm-hmm. the game because of a big outbreak, then, uh, you know, you're going to have to forfeit and not have the game and all those different things and have to, you know, repay uh, a lot of the money, uh, the team that uh, has that, uh, that they would have got for, you know, uh, TV and attendance and things of that nature. Yeah, okay, understandable. Because Lamar Jackson had it too. He was in the COVID protocol. This yeah. is a second time. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he was in it last year and he's in it this year. Ten games, or ten yeah. days. Kirk Cousins. I mean, particularly those guys, being that they're well, Cousins. Cousins was a contact thing because Kellen Mond. Their draft choice. He was the one who got the positive test, and so he and another quarterback uh, ended up, uh, you know, being you know, cousins and another quarterback ended up going on the COVID's list. Yeah, but I mean, you, don't you think those guys should be highly encouraged, being that they're just starting quarterbacks? You know, to, to get the shot. You would think, but uh, right no, now I mean, you got a lot of players right now that just don't want to get the shot. Oh, I guess our game checks it would. I guess when we start to come down on those game checks, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. I see Deion Lewis, the little running back, Deion Lewis, decided to call it a career, right? That's correct. Yeah, he he retired uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and Patrick Robinson did with the Saints too. That hurts the Saints, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, there's oh, they're they're just devastated right now. I mean, again. Yeah. Uh, if you include Will Lutz, the kicker, that's 10 starters and a kicker that aren't going to be there for the start of the regular season. And now, you know, they're just yeah. devastated at the cornerback position, you know, because, you know, Patrick Robinson retiring and, uh, you know, they're talking maybe trading for C.J. Henderson of Jacksonville. And so it's, it's yeah, just an nice. amazing situation right now for them. It's like uh, I just don't help as much as, you know, you believe the great coaching of Sean Payton, I just don't think he can hold this up and have a winning season. Yeah, yeah, because that that situation is just that situation does that like that sometimes. Even right now with with, um, with all that going on and the quarterback position having that situation that the way that it is right now, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a problem. It's oh, no question about it. Right Who do you think is going to win yeah. the quarterback job? And don't you don't you get the feeling it's going to be Jameis Winston? I think it will be because if you look at the situation right now with the wide receiver position, yeah. with Mike Thomas being out, not having Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Cook gone, uh, Casey Miller is going to be asked to do a lot more as far as as far as um, tight end, doing being a tight end, doing what he does out there on the field. I mean, why would you put him in quarterback and you're going to be asking him to do other things? Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Jameis Winston. I do too. I mean, I, oh, first yeah. off, I'm not sold to Tyson Hill. Is a quarterback. I mean, you know, I, no, no. He's I mean, I, let's put it this way: he he he's a quarterback because he's a quarterback in college. But I just don't look at him as being an NFL quarterback. No, I don't see him being an NFL quarterback. No, no. The, the, the problem with Taysom Hill is that you're looking at you're looking at he can run that read option, mm-hmm. do some things, make some throws, a couple of high percentage throws, but he's not consistent with it. Right. What you're looking for, you're looking for consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not a consistent guy. No, no. So, it, it, no, I don't see Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback. It's got to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, agreed. Now, he, Sean got away with it last year through that four-game stretch when Drew Brees was out. You know, don't get me wrong. He went three and one. Understandable. Well, no, they went they went five and zero, oh, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, they went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jason Miller, they went 3-1. and Now, Sean got away with it, but neither did me. The defense played very well. And, you know, hey, he did some real good things. He had, he had a real good high quarterback rating. But consistency, you can just look at it and see there's not a lot of consistency. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put him at, at, at uh, the starting quarterback. Uh-uh. I think I think it's got to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's what he's going to have to go with. Now, Mike Thomas, speaking of Mike Thomas, is he going to be put on PUP? And have you, to no, you, have to, you can only put him on PUP at the beginning of training camp. Oh, okay. I mean, he so, was healthy at the beginning of training camp. Well, I, guess, I guess what? He is on PUP, yeah. So Because, again, yeah, he's on, yeah, he's, right he's on PUP. Yeah. Now, can you take him off prior to the season starting? Well, I mean, uh, he, he can he can stay on PUP until he's healthy, and right now it's going to take oh, him half okay. the season until uh, he's healthy. So he's going to stay on PUP. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, mm. well, that situation is going to go. What do you think about the Cowboys? I was watching a little bit of them with with, with the Cardinal game the, the other night. Yeah. Do you think Dan Quinn can get that defense into a different? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be different. It's going to be better. But how good is it going to be? Because I just don't know how good they are in the secondary. True. They lost a lot of players in that secondary. And they oh, yeah. With a very young secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all predicated on the pass rush. Right. How good can you make that pass rush? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that, is that pass rush going to be good? It's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, not- uh, Dexter Lawrence is, I think, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence is real good. I like him. Mm-hmm. I, I like um, <clears throat> the, the Cowboys. They're, they're, I think offensively, Mister Clayton, they might be pretty decent. They got some good wide receivers. They got oh yeah, Ezekiel Elliott came back a little healthier. Uh-huh. They're predicated on the offensive line. They help on the offensive line, right? But Zach Prescott, what, what do you what do you see out of him this year? Uh, I I mean. Uh, it's a matter of how that, uh, you know, his ankle's going to be fine. I think that checked out. It's a matter about how that uh, injury on his arm is because, again, he had to go to a baseball guy and all those different things to uh, check it out. And, you know, he had to get a second MRI. So that's a little scary. But, you know, in the end, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that, uh, you know, he... You know he's still a, a guy that uh, you know you have to kind of watch out for, and we'll see. But I think he'll, he'll be okay, and that offense should be okay. Yeah, yeah. My, I think Mike McCarthy might have a better strategy this year to deal with as far as he's got a little more weapons. I mean, they got they picked up the kids, the, mm-hmm. the wide receivers this year, and also what they did the year before. I think they ought to be pretty decent as far as that's concerned. That's right, right. But the defensive side is kind of is kind of concerning. Yeah, any concerns in Washington? What's that? What's that again? With Washington, any concerns with them? Yeah, the Washington football team. Yes. Well, I mean, the big thing is, are they going to be good enough on offense? I mean, you know, they've got uh, questions. I still think at running back, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is an old quarterback. You know, those those things are kind of up against them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy. He'll give you five or six good games, Mister Clayton. Right. You think he can be consistent throughout the year? I question it. I, I wonder about it. I mean, it's like I just don't think right now they're good enough at quarterback. Yeah, that could be. A, yeah, you know, the same. The same could be said. What do you think about the Chicago Bears with, with the youngster over there from Ohio State? Do you think he has the ability to, to, to start this year? 
uh, at, at some point, that. but not to, not in the first week of the regular season. I don't see that happening. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, because yeah, again, that's... it's like their offensive line is so bad, and if you put him behind True. that offensive line, all he's going to do is get sacked. Yeah, and you know, you, you can you can ruin his confidence in like two seconds going right. that. Yeah, so yeah, I think there's yeah. major questions about that. That could be on the. What, what are you looking for in the game tonight with the Hawks and, and, the, and the Raiders, Mr. Clayton? What, uh, what are you looking for? Well, well, well first off, we got to see who's going to play. I think that's going to be the big yeah. one. Uh, you know, is how how long is Russell Wilson's going to be out there? Is Derek Carr going to be out there? You know, and again, I think you can see that you know there's so many quarterbacks and so many starters that aren't out there. So you know, you, what you're looking at is that uh, you know how they can do as far as the pass rush, what it looks like on the offensive line, particularly with you know two or three key tackles that are going to be out and not play. Uh, you know, where are they with the running game? You know, and of course, in the case of the Raiders, I mean, how good are they on defense? You know, because again, their defense was like the third worst in the league last year. And also, the, well, they got Judge Bradley as the defensive yeah. coordinator, right? Right. Yeah, you can see if he can turn that around. Also, you want to see if the Raiders' offensive line, they let a couple of their key offensive linemen leave mm-hmm. from last year's team. How how do they how do they gel on the offensive line? As far as that's concerned, too, for them. Right. You know, yeah, and. And, you know, can Derek Carr make another step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing you'd have to look at and see. Can he get that going in another direction for him? Mm-hmm. That would be something key for the Raiders that you'd have to look for. But, mm-hmm. hey, it's preseason, Mr. Clayton. You're not going to see too much, but you can get something out of it. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for the phone call. <laughs> Mr. Clayton, enjoy. We'll talk next Saturday, my friend. Okay, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Jim, how are you? Hi, John. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You looking forward to tonight? I'm looking forward to tonight, John. It's going to be great. You know, um, historically, the Seahawks and the Raiders have played in a preseason game. But it was always the fourth game, John. And Yeah. I, you know, mostly it was a throwaway game to see who was going to make the team, you know, more than anything else. And I always think always, back in the day, the third game was always more significant. But I'm glad to see that the Raiders and the Seahawks are playing in the first game because mm-hmm. that's, a, to me, a, a bit more relevant just to see, you know, the beaten pulse and the gauge of how the teams are playing, where they're at as far as um, training camp and, and, you know, what their team looks like. And, and I hope that tradition carries on going forward. I think it'd be great to see the Seahawks and the Raiders play that first initial preseason game every year. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like uh... – so not that far of a trip and all those different things. And, of course, next year, obviously, if they do it, uh, Raiders will be in town. But, yeah, so it is so different because usually they are the last pre- preseason game. Right. And, um, some, you know, if the tradition changes, great. And this is the first time uh, that Raider Nation is going to welcome NFO and fans into Allegiant Stadium. Uh-huh. That's, quite the, that's quite significant. No question. That should be fun to see. So I think that's a positive. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson's going to play it. Neither do I think Derek Carr's going to play in that game, John. Uh-huh. And uh, interestingly, um, you know, Marcus Mariota, a lot of people think he was, he's going to play. You know, he's been out with a leg problem. Yeah, so I, I, I think either. he's going to be out. So they're going to be down to their third-string quarterback probably. Nate Peterman. Welcome, Nate Peterman. Oh, John. boy. 
Yeah, Judd, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the defense gels, though, with Gus Bradley, mm-hmm. especially against the especially against the Seahawks. And it'll also be nice to see Gabe Jackson do battle against his previous uh, team, uh, you know, that, the, the, in the trenches there, because he's used to seeing some of those players uh, across the line in practice you know, right. from years previous with the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, uh, here's General John. One more thing. Uh, I know that you don't believe there's bias against the Raiders, but let me just give you one more example. You know, I read Peter King faithfully every every yeah. Monday when his when his article comes out, and what a fluff piece on the freaking Chiefs. You know, they're not they're talking about the Raiders not having a solidified offensive line and how they got rid of all these players, but they're not talking about the Chiefs. The Chiefs have five new players on the offensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah, I mean. That's not going to be easy to pull off, John. Mm-mm. And and, I, and yet they're not, they're giving him a pass. Now, granted, they have a great quarterback. They have a transcendent quarterback. I'd argue, but still, you need an offensive line. That's why they got beat in the Super Bowl the last time because he got beat to a pulp and running for his life because he didn't have an offensive line. Yeah, and I mean, and they find out this week that uh, uh, Lawrence Tardif uh, Duwa is he's going to be out four to six weeks. He's got an injury. Uh, right. Yeah, they got some rookies now are going to have to start, and that that's a big transition. I don't know what they're going to get out of Kyle Long. I mean, he's been hurt the entire training camp, and well, he took a year off too, John. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know. I I just I think that you know they're criticizing the Raiders a lot about what they've done, and yet really they're only replacing one player. All the other players on that offensive line have either played before or are, were very adequate backups because the, the, the offensive line wasn't as good as it should have been last year due to injury or due to COVID or due to a guy named Trent Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, the thing was, it's like trading Marcus Hudson was terrible. Oh, uh, Rodney Hudson? I mean, Rodney Hudson, yeah. Trading Rodney yeah, Hudson. Yeah, you was... know, yeah. But Johnny was getting older, and he's, you know, he's, they're going to trade him to try to get some value, and they got a third round pick. And they were real high on Andre James, and they also they they signed him, they they extended him. So you just don't do that. And Cable had an, uh, an interview with the press earlier this week. He says, look, we had, we knew what we had, mm-hmm. we knew what we wanted to do, and we, we went about that kind of a plan. And we, we don't make those kind of decisions without being very confident in who we have. So you know, I want to give him deference on that issue. He knows he, you can you can criticize all you want to about sometimes in the past about his head coaching ability but when it comes to the offensive line the guy knows his business yeah exactly so, um one more thing john did you happen to take a look at the hall of fame stuff uh, this past week uh not much no i was too busy because yeah, uh, i thought charles woodson's speech was remarkable uh really quite encouraging you know he gave gave honor to his mom uh-huh. and then and then he talked about how he didn't get there on his own he got there with the help of a lot of people and, you know, how he grew up in a single-family home. His brother gave him tough love. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. But his mother was great. And then how everyone helped him along the way. Now, granted, he was an exceptional athlete. But, I mean, it was just wonderful to see all of the things that he said and how he said it in that five-minute speech. It was right. really pretty remarkable. Yeah, no, that was good. I thought, uh, uh, it, it, and again, I, I wasn't able to watch much of the speeches and all those different things. Uh you know, so unfortunately, but again, I think that uh, you know, it, it, the Hall of Fame presentations are great. I think the fact that they had so many and cut everything down, thought that worked out well. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was kind of an interesting uh, weekend, and uh, they did have the Dallas-Pittsburgh game and everything else. Yeah. One more thing, John. Taunting. 
they're going to really crack down on it this 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 season. And I think we're going to see a lot of that being called at least initially uh, in the first weeks of uh, NFL play. How do you feel about that issue? I think the players should be able to express themselves to a degree. Yeah, that's but they're trying to, to they're trying to prevent fights judge. and they're trying to protect uh, against injuries and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think it may be a little bit excessive, but still, they're not going to back down. I mean, it's not going to it's going to be one that they're going to stand up for. Yeah. Okay, John. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank take you. care. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Real good. I'm excited for the game tonight. I'm excited to find out more about the offense. I was able to watch the mock game, mm-hmm. and like always, Russell Wilson looks like he never missed a beat. I really like the up-tempo that's happening, and that's talked about a lot. But I'm also surprised how long it took for um, Pete Carroll to hire or the offense to move more to an up Temple because ever since he started in the NFL, he's always been um, good at the two-minute drill and more mm-hmm. better with the up-tempo offense. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, and again, it's like uh, you, you still have to defer to the coordinator who's coordinating things, and clearly with Daryl Daryl Bevel, I mean, he was a West Coast offense guy. Brian Schottenheimer, of course, comes in with that uh, Marty Schottenheimer type offense. But now you come in with that uh, quick-paced uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan offense, and you can see Russell Wilson fits it perfectly because you know he moves around. He gets now get rid of the ball quicker, which I think is going to be important. I think that uh, you can see the outside zone read runs look good. Uh, I like it. I, I, you know, you you start with some short passes and then set up the long pass. That's what they do with Cooper Cup down in, uh, you know, down with the Rams. And so I like it. I think it's going to work out really well. Me too. I'm a little bit worried about the lack, the lack of depth at linebacker, especially having Nick Bellore play linebacker. Do you think there's any chance that we could re-sign KJ or just wait for the young guys to get healthier? Well, there's a chance, but also remember, it's like uh, you know, you you've got uh, you know last year's second round pick who can play strong side linebacker, and he can also play uh, out. Uh, he can also play defensive end, and so you know he's going to be a factor in that. And you know when you look at Nick Ballor, I mean, you know he's like the third option at middle linebacker because you still have uh, you know. Uh, ben Verkurvin, you know, he's going to be there. But, uh, no, I think that Daryl Lewis is going to be a factor. And certainly, I mean, you know, Cody Barton's going to be looking pretty good. But, you know, there's always a chance they can get him back. I mean, the big thing right now is getting a deal done with Jamal Adams. I know. And I read the um, Seattle Times article written by Bob Condota. And oh. I'm not that worried about it. Like, I yeah. think they're really close. On settling it with coming to agreement about 17 mil. I mean, the bonus does worry about me. I think that that could take a little bit longer. But what I don't understand is people are freaking out about how they think that maybe Dwayne Brown will miss um, some regular season games. But again, like, You've said this, too. They need to get the Jamal Adams mm-hmm. deal done because he's going to take up a lot of the salary and, white fo- and rightfully so. Right. But you, but you can't 
get two do- deal done at once. You need to wait till he's done, then see how much cap they have, and then get Dwayne Brown done. Right, exactly. And again, it's like you want the younger guy taken care of, and again, he's one of the best safeties in the league. And you know, they they've gone farther than I thought that they would, and that's why I think you know they asked for forty million guaranteed, just being stupid and greedy. I mean, again, you know, they've offered thirty-eight million. You know, if it's going to be seventeen-five on the average, which they've agreed upon, then it should be around thirty-five as far as the guarantee. And you know, they've gone to thirty-eight. I mean, how much more do you have to go? It's like uh, you're going to turn that down. Because so uh, it's like that. That's their last offer. It's thirty-eight million on the guarantee. If you don't take it, you don't take it, and you have to go franchise next year. And so it's like uh, you know they've made more than a better offer. And it's a matter that you just have to you know wake up and take it. Right, and I think a little bit about that is also he's using that to a, an advantage because he got nine sacks mm-hmm. last year, and um, there's this whole debate. The media is getting on it, and I don't agree, agree with it, but that he's a box safety. But my counter to that is he played with one arm last year. Did he cover, Was his coverage great and perfect last year? No, but I think that's something that he can improve on, and that's not that hard to teach. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, no, I think he's fine. I mean, again, he's not a box safety. I mean, you know, what he is is – if you go back to college, and this is what Matt Rule brought into the league and said, is that uh, you know you want some safeties who are positional like less players. I mean, because I mean he's a safety, he's a linebacker, he's a slot guy. I mean, he can play all these different things and play it so well, and he has such great range because he can go all over the field. So when you take a look at that, I mean that's the positive that he offers. And so it's like okay, that's that's all you need, and now that's why he's going to be paid $17.5 million a year if he takes this deal. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Robert in Bothell. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, John, thanks for taking my call. I have a couple of questions yeah. about the Seahawks on depth. Who's going to be our th- number three wide receiver? It's Who's up for grabs right now. Freddie Sw- after- Wait. Yeah, Freddie Swain. Hold Swing. on, let me just shoot these out. Let well, let's, still, these let's, out. Still, let's, let's do them one at a time, okay? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to answer five questions at once. <laughs> I mean, All right, I'll go slow. I okay. understand. Yeah, so it's okay. like... A, Who's right, going to be the number three wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it's going to be Dwayne ha- uh, Estridge, but uh, I think right now Freddie Swain has the edge. Uh, certainly, you know, You've got uh, you know the, you know different guys that are going to compete for it and all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. John Ursu is probably not going to be in there. Penny Hart has a chance, but I think right now Freddie Swain, because last Sunday at the scrimmage, the third receiver was Freddie uh, Freddie Swain. So Freddie has the edge right now. But again, once Estridge starts getting back, and he's not going to play tonight, but uh, once he gets back, then I think you can start to see that uh, ultimately it's going to be him. And what's going on with Kate Johnson? Why is he not available? Who's that? Kay Johnson. Who's Kay Johnson? He's uh, on the list of receivers for trying to make this team. Uh, never. So no, you probably never even heard of him. Never right? heard of him, no. Okay. He's not, he's not a factor. Right. <laughs> yep, not a Okay. Who's going to be the right cornerback then? 
um, Trey Flowers, everyone seems to be yeah. kind of like, ugh, him. Yeah, but again, it's like he's, you know, he's he's started before. He's done some good things. Right now, you know, with DJ uh, Reed being bagged up and all that stuff, he's taken advantage and he's come in and he's had a, a great camp, his best camp. And so right now, I think he has the edge. But haven't we seen that before from you know Trey Flowers? Great camp, and then no, come the game, we no. Just, no, okay. not to, not to this level. Well, I, I thought I've heard that before, though. And then when is LJ Collier going to finally step up? This guy, to me, I yeah. think is going to be labeled a bust. Yeah, but again, it's like it, it's year. one of the things you got to realize is that when you're when you're going to the playoffs every year, you're drafting mm-hmm. in the 20s, and you're not going to you're you're getting second round picks if you take the player because again, normally there's going to be you know. Uh, 16 to 18 players that have first round grades and everybody else has second round grades. And so everybody, like, for example, you look at, uh, you know, all, all the guys that have come through, you know, Jermaine Effetti, for example, and they said, oh, boy, what, what a bust he was. Well, I mean, say what you want. He was a first round pick and he wasn't great. He had too many penalties, but also uh, he started four years. And so, you know, you, you, you're not getting a first-round pick a lot of times in the 20s just because of that. Mm-hmm. And so, be- oh, Yeah, but the argument, I can counter that. When was Russell Wilson picked? Well, it's, you know, it's, if it's, you're going to say that we're only getting these bad picks because we're picking late in the draft, then where did Russell Wilson come from? Well, because you know, he, was, that, he was 5'10 and three quarters. <laughs> okay. I mean, right, again, well, he, he didn't he didn't have the size dimensions to you know be considered in the first round. If he was six two, he would have been a first round pick. And again, so he's like you know sometimes sometimes guys slip down, but just because guys mm-hmm. slip down and turn out to be really good players, you know, doesn't mean that uh, you know a second round pick can be a second round pick. And again, uh, you you can be taken in the first round, but I mean you, know, you go back to the Jermaine Effetti draft. There was like uh, sure. I think nine nine players uh, taken from, uh, you know, the playoff teams or the playoff numbers, and uh, they, they either, you know, out of the league, minimum salary, or, uh, you know, or, or struggled to make it. Again, that's just, it's just a reality. I mean, because, again, everybody's like, oh, he's a first-round pick. And, you know, I think it's going to be tough for LJ because they brought in Kerry Hyder, and Kerry Hyder may end up getting more playing time. So the question right now for LJ Collier is going to be, how much is he going to get on the field? Then what about, do you think this is the end of the road for Rashard Penny if he doesn't get on the field and produce? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he'll, he'll make the team. No but, uh, you know, right now I look at Alex Collins as doing a better job because he's been healthy, he's running well, and he has a chance to beat out Penny. Now, again, Penny has lost like 14 pounds. I mean, he, he's, you know, when, he, when he's on the field, he's running better. But right now he's got he's to prove it to try to beat out Alex Collins and be the backup. And my last quick question, and I'll take this one off the air. My favorite fan, and sorry, Seahawks, before there was the Seahawks, I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. So what do you think, what should we be looking for this year on their defense? I'm always a fan of their defense. Thank yeah. you, John, for taking okay, my thanks. call. Okay, you know, thanks. The defense is going to be good because, again, you know they've got uh, T.J. Watt. 
certainly Devin Bush is going to be back. Micah Fitzpatrick looks uh, looks real good. You know, I think they've got a good defensive line. I mean, I think, you know, you're looking at a top seven defense. And so I think defensively, they're going to be good. Now, again, you know, Joe Hayden has to have a good season at cornerback. You know, they're a little thin at the quarterback cornerback position. But overall, this is a really good defense. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. How's the missus? Doing well. Doing well. Good. 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 Hey, John, I got a question. Yeah. Are the Steelers going to give T.J. Watt a contract or yeah. what? Yeah. No, they're working on it. And they, but again, you know, one of the things is, is a, it's a Steeler uh, kind of not rule, but one of their policies is that if you can't get a deal done by the start of the regular season, then you're not doing a deal during the regular season. So they've got a you know a little less than a month to try to get something done, but they're trying to do it, and it's not easy to do. I mean, you look at the, the Jamal Adams contract. And you can see how difficult that is. But this one's even more difficult because you're talking T.J. Watt. He's a you know defensive player of the year candidate every year. And so uh, in the end, it's like, okay, can he get the uh, the best contract? And so you know they want to get it done. They definitely it's a it's a mission to get it done. We'll just see if they can. Yeah, he's a high motor guy. He's he's a carbon copy of his brother. Yeah, I think he's going to be an All Pro. Well, he is. He's been an All Pro. Yeah. Hey, John, I can't take away from much of these preseason games. It's no. just two games. They're just playing a lot of second, third stringers. Yeah. You no, can't that's... get a true read on the team. No, yeah, and it's a, it's a different type of training camp. It's a different type of uh, preseason. That's just the nature of where it is right now. And so, yeah, you're not getting a real gauge. And, you know, a lot of the young coaches in the league, they're not playing – uh, any of their players, any of their starters. And like, I don't think Sean McVay's playing a starter. Matt Rule in Carolina's not playing a starter. And so, yeah, you're right. You can't get a gauge on a team in a preseason game. You can only look at their depth. A couple guys stuck out in my mind. This kid, Laudermill, defensive end. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty good. Yeah, not high bad. Motor. Yeah, yeah. I hope he makes the team. What do you think? Mm, too early to say. I mean, again, good chance. If he does well, he will make the team. You know, because, you know, one of the things is, is that, you know, a 3-4 th- defense, they're not going to keep a lot of defensive ends. But still, if he does well, then he's going to be in there. What about this punter, Harvin? Uh, I mean. They got a new punter. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how he does. You see, did his father play for the Seahawks? I can't, I don't think so. I mean, if he did, I don't, I didn't know him. They said Presley Harvin the third. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't, don't know. You don't know? All right, John, you take care. Talk to you next week. Okay, Mike, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Mr. Clayton, I am fantastic, and I hope you and Mrs. Clayton are the same, if not better. Yep, doing well, doing well. That's always good to hear. So it looks like the heat wave is going to break, and uh, we're probably getting into our traditional real summer now, you think? Thank huh? you. Let's hope, because, I mean, it's been brutal. You, I mean, it, we it's... got a little bonus from Mother Nature, didn't we? Uh, no, we got penalized by Mother Nature. I mean, I've hated this. Uh, well, I don't think anybody uh, uh, particularly didn't hate it as well. It just 
we're not conditioned for those no. hundred plus days, you know, Mr. Clayton. No, and again, even in the nineties and all that stuff. I mean, yesterday was just brutal, and yeah, today's not yeah, going to be well, good. Well, you got the weather, the the the, the fire, smog, yeah, burning, yeah, yeah. Some, you know, air pollution now. First, it's the heat wave. Now it's the air pollution. So, what a wonderful summer, Mr. Clayton. It is a wonderful summer. The Irish are on fire for next year's recruiting. Oh, boy. They're yeah. ranked number two with 24-7. Mm-hmm. Rivals ranks them number one, and ESPN ranks them number two. Oh. They've, he's loading for bear, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, but Look it's not going to change the equation. I mean, yeah. you know, they can make the playoffs. I mean, they can make the 12-team playoffs, but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to win. Well, we we don't know that, so we'll just wait. No, we, we, no we, we, when have they won? Well, they've been there, that's all. They, it's yeah. apparent that rec, the, by judging the recruiting, the kids who are yeah. playing the game seem to think Notre Dame's got something going on. Well, it's not going to be good enough to match Alabama and Clemson and well, well, Ohio State. Well, I, I think you're going to see those schools kind of slide back a little here. Uh, I, I think the kids are starting to figure out uh, there's more opportunity now, especially with this playoff schedule being enhanced in the future, to to have opportunity to go some other places and actually start. Yeah, but not, yeah, but not be on the bit... fourth or fifth team of a of an Alabama or a Clemson, but yeah. a starter. Yeah, but of course now with the sponsorship things that are there, I mean, you know, you're going to get more sponsorships at Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State and schools like well, that than I you're going to get not Notre Dame. Exclude Notre Dame there, Mr. Clayton. It's 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 not going to be as good as those top four or five schools. Well, let's and just so it's say like, and, and, it won't and, and, be as questionable as the way they do it, Mr. Clayton. That's true, but also it's like, uh, you know, you, you, it's like uh, the, uh, the players are going to look at the opportunities, but also the money, and you're going to have chances to make more money. What, the Alabama quarterback has already got, what, seven-figure deals right now? Yeah, it's, it's off the charts, isn't it, Mr. Yeah. Clayton? I mean, is that going to happen at Notre Dame? The answer uh, is no. No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. Well, hey, I don't know. You know, I no, we, we, know. we know. We, we just, you just don't want to admit it. Well, I, no, I just don't know. I, 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 there's nothing to admit. I, I can't speak for something I'm not aware of. I know that the whole idea is, mm-hmm. is uh, beware of unintended consequences is a good rule of thumb, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I think there are going to be, well, you're already starting to see the unintended consequences. When a kid drops out of high school, is and misses his senior year to go to Alabama and get a million dollars, something's a little, little, little off there. I think, huh? Yeah, but that, but you, you bring up the idea, which uh, certainly is not going to be the case. It's like, yeah, there's more opportunities because of the playoffs uh, expansion to go right. to these other schools. But it's like, no, it's like they're going to try to go to the places where you know they can have uh, you know good football and you know maybe make some more money. Well, and. Uh, and heaven forbid they get an education, huh? Yeah. By oh, my goodness. Besides NFL. Mm-hmm, so, Mr. Yeah. Clayton, let's let's just quickly recap three three games yesterday. Right. And I know it's preseason, but uh, anybody on the Titans, Falcons, uh, the newcomers impress you at all? Or well, I mean, I mean uh, it, it didn't help to see. Uh, 
you know, uh, Julio Jones on the sidelines, and I mean, you, you didn't. Right, get I, well, we know they're. I'm looking at the future stars in the NFL. Did, was, did anybody stand out in that game to you? Well, I, I, I was at dinner, so I didn't get a oh, okay. chance to really watch. How it, about uh, anything on the Bills and the Lions? How about the score there, sixteen to fifteen? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of low-scoring field goal type of games. Do, do the Lions have any No, they're terrible. Are they going to stop being lambs and become lions? No, they're awful. I okay, mean, well, let's move on. And then, how about them Cowboys, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and the Cardinals, huh? Mm-hmm. Odd game there, wasn't it? It was. I mean, D.D. Lamb looks good, no doubt, but uh, there was no Dak Prescott and no Ezekiel Elliott. And, so, be- before I turn you loose, Mr. Clayton, yeah. tonight... Tonight, any any freshmen, we'll call them, uh, potential uh, Seahawks uh, to be watchful for, or, or you expect uh, to make the team that, that might be interesting to check out during this uh, scrimmage? Well, I mean, right now it's like, a, you know, the, the sixth-round pick, uh, you know, Stone, the left tackle, I mean, he's going to get a lot of playing time. We'll see how he does, Stone Forsythe, so you need to watch him. Uh, certainly, you know, they're not going to be uh, any Dwayne Estridge, so you're not going to be able to watch him. But, uh, you know, in the end, because remember, it's only they got three draft choices. Yeah, yeah, I understand. All right, well, Mr. Clayton, you and Mrs. Clayton, I hope you have a safe and cool weekend. Let's get to the cool. <laughs> we want to get past this 90-degree weather. Thank you for the call. Oh, thank you, Mr. Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.